Welcome to another new edition of Beyond the Album Cover. This is your boy Jay Mace and thank you guys for tuning in and showing love and support like always. Go to facebook.com forward slash beyond the album cover to get updated with everything related to the show and also where you can find the links to listen to the show. So for today's episode, we're taking a look at a classic album from a movie soundtrack by an artist that we'll never see the likes of again because this man was self-contained. He wrote, produced all of his records, multi-instrumentalists, and he combined a mix of different genres so that you couldn't put them in the box. And he set the stage for what would later to become for other artists that wanted to follow in his footsteps, being in control of their careers. I'm talking about Prince and the 1984 movie soundtrack album for Purple Rain. Now, Prince at this time was riding high off the success of 1999, which came out in 1982, which finally gave him that pop break that he needed because prior to 1999, he was still considered an underground artist because... You kind of knew who Prince was, but he necessarily wasn't really getting a lot of airplay on pop radio, primarily R&B radio, and he didn't really have the reach like Michael Jackson where he was able to appeal across the board. But that all changed once the Purple Rain soundtrack came out. The film came out and the soundtrack, nine songs on the soundtrack, and became big smash hits. Let's Go Crazy, for me, sounded like a punk rock anthem, very much in the same vein of Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones. It had a pop hook, but with a sound that was very stadium-worthy, where you can chant along, and it was the song that was used to open the movie, and you could pretty much play the whole soundtrack all the way through, no skips from When Doves Cry, and if you listen to a previous interview episode on Questlove Supreme, I believe they were talking with uh, Jimmy Jam. There were Questlove, who's a big Prince fan, was talking about how When Doves Cry originally was supposed to have had a bass line in the record, but upon the final mix down, Prince took it out, felt like the bass line didn't fit the record, and the rest is history. The title track in itself very good ballad puts me in the mind of a country western song with the melody and the instrumentation take me with you very high energy mid-tempo record originally the role that apollonia ended up playing was supposed to go to jennifer bills but she was in school at the time and didn't want to leave school to go pursue that role. And then eventually, Vanity was supposed to have that role. But by that point, Vanity 6 had splintered off. And then Prince ended up reforming the girl group idea with Apollonia as the front and flanking with two other ladies. And that became Apollonia's band. And they had the song in the movie, Sex Shooter. And Computer Blue, pretty much the whole soundtrack flawless. And it shows how Prince pretty much liked to be in control of any and everything. He was a perfectionist, a workaholic, wanted to get it done right. And if it wasn't done to his liking, he'll do it again and again and again. 
And what I also found very interesting on the soundtrack was that there were no features from the time, which was another offshoot of his wild imagination. No Jungle Love, no The Bird. And in interviews, it had been mentioned that Prince, I think, actually feared the time because the time were a well-oiled machine with Morris installed as the frontman, Jesse Johnson on guitar, Jimmy Jam on guitar, Terry Lewis on bass, Monty Moore on keys, Jelly Bean on the drums. And actually, by the time this movie came out, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis were gone from the time because, as you know the story, they were in Atlanta working on some music for the SOS band for Mr. Clarence Avon and the Taboo record label. And they got caught up in a snowstorm and they missed a gig in San Antonio. And then once they were able to get to San Antonio, Prince ended up firing them because he had a rule of no one working for him producing any outside acts and that led to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis's storied career as songwriters and producers and if you were to go back and listen to the soundtrack you can really hear how focused Prince was in making the soundtrack flow well with the movie because each song in the movie set up a particular scene in the soundtrack and they has since his passing re-released the soundtrack expanded it with songs that didn't make the cut for the soundtrack that ended up in the movie um like the instrumental that was in the club when morris day was talking to apollonia father song and there was a demo of a track that Prince did but he later decided to give this track to his fellow cohort Mr. Andre Simone and I'm talking about Dance Electric which became a big hit for him that didn't end up making the cut for the movie and then also other songs that he did for other artists that were supposed to be for the soundtrack but decided to scrap it and leave it on the editing room floor and I think this is where Prince creativity really shines brightly because he was able not only to produce music for himself, but he was able to have songs written and produced for other acts that were associated with him. And they actually were the brainchild of, of him because look at the time. The time was more of his funk side. Vanity Apollonia 6 was more of his feminine side. And then later on, you ended up having Sheena Easton do a couple of songs with him. You have Sheila E., who ended up breaking out on her own and putting out The Glamorous Life back in 1985, which was really huge for Sheila E., although she was established in her own right. And then another offshoot from the Prince family tree, The Family with St. Paul, who was actually in the Purple Rain movie. So it considered of St. Paul, considered consisted of Susanna, sister of Wendy and Lisa. Then you had Jerome, who was also in the family, and on drums, Jellybean. Yes, Gary Jellybean Johnson. 
So the one good thing I can say about Prince, Prince knew talent, but I kind of I kind of felt he cultivated the talent, but he really didn't like anyone outstaging him, outshining him, because Prince liked to be in control of everything. And that was the main reason why he wasn't on the benefit soundtrack for We Are the World. It was offered to him to go down to the AM Recording Studios to record the track after the American Music Awards back in 85. But with Prince not being in control of the recording, and it was primarily Quincy's job, he was like, um, no. But he ended up as a compromise composing and giving a song to the We Are The World soundtrack. And the Purple Rain soundtrack became a big success crossover hit, not only on R&B, but on pop charts as well. He won an Oscar for the best original song. And by the time the soundtrack and the film exploded, you know, a tour had to follow. Go to Questlove Supreme on iHeartRadio and Pandora to listen to an interview with Prince's former tour manager, who was also James Brown's former tour manager, Mr. Allen Leeds, to hear more about the Purple Rain tour. But by this time, when the tour was going on, he was already thinking of what's next. And that's why there was never a European leg of the Purple Rain tour, because an artist like Prince, Gets bored very easily doing the same thing over and over and over again. So he wanted to try out something new. And that was when he started recording the Around the World in a Day album, which came out a year later, to satisfy that musical itch that he's been wanting to scratch. Because when you have a popular album like Purple Rain, you almost start to become a victim of your own success. And what I mean by that is that fans don't want to hear anything new. They just want to hear the hits. And rightfully so, because when you are a fan paying money to go to a concert, you want to hear the stuff that you like. And it's not really the time for you as an artist to be testing out new material that fans are unfamiliar with. Because some fans, while they are open to what new forms of music you want to take them into familiarity breeds company and that's all most music fans want to hear they want to hear what's familiar what feels good to them and could care less about what new material you want to try on them but nevertheless purple rain soundtrack one of the many big hit albums by the late great artist known as Prince. And that does it for another episode of Beyond the Album Cover. Go to Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher to take a listen to this episode along with past shows. Now, next week, we're going to take a look at an artist that Prince studied from. And if it wasn't for this man, there would be no hip-hop as we know it. Because pretty much most of rap records have included this man's samples or any act that was associated with him samples. I'm talking about Mr. James Brown and the classic album Live at the Apollo. So go to Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher 
to listen to this episode along with past shows, facebook.com forward slash beyond the album cover to stay updated with the show. Follow me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Jarrell Mason if you want to know more. Thank you guys for tuning in. Stay safe, show support, and I'll be seeing you guys. Peace.